the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Stimulating talk. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. KLUP. Terrell Hills, San Antonio. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump told a campaign rally in Ohio last night liberals are not standing up for American values. We have left-wing haters and radicals trying to tear down our institutions disrespect our great American flag, demean our law enforcement. Expecting a battle on an unprecedented scale over his next Supreme Court nominee, the president says Senate Democratic leader Charles Schumer's gone over the edge. I knew Schumer when he was like somebody you could talk to. But he's been brought so far left, he can't, he's not even rational anymore. Schumer has vowed an all-out battle against Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation to the U.S. Supreme Court in Dublin today. Pope Francis said he shares the outrage over the failures of church authorities to punish the repugnant crimes of priests who sexually assaulted children. Some critics complaining the apology fell short of their expectations. China now blasting the president for accusing Beijing of a lack of support when it comes to nuclear talks with North Korea. Here's correspondent Ben Thomas. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo had planned to travel to North Korea this coming week, but President Trump has told him to delay the trip, citing a lack of progress in the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. In a series of tweets, he pointed at China, saying Beijing isn't helping the process as it once was, attributing that to the intensifying trade dispute between the two countries, or as he puts it, his much tougher trading stance. China's foreign ministry says it's seriously concerned about the statement, which it says violates basic facts and is irresponsible. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch and we're ready to talk. You guys seem to be tangled up over there. We're a little tangled. Yeah, it's the way I set it up. You you got it? Yeah. Makes for good radio though. Yeah. Not so much. Uh Here. See, it's better than to see you all tangled yeah, in those to, wires. And poor Jerry is all, like, roped up in the thing. He, <laughs> he can barely move. And that's well, that, what's new? That's me. <laughs> oh, that's just mean. Here, and I'll fix it during the break. Can you hear it? I got it, yeah. All right. Well, here's our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. 
I had about 20 calls, uh, not 20 calls, 20 folks came out to the children's gardening class on vegetable gardening, and uh, so it was a nice crowd. I understand a nice presentation by Mary uh, today from 10 to 11. Uh, keep checking that MillburgerNursery.com to find out what's going on. Uh, com. There's another, there's lots of things happening here. Uh, next, uh, September 22nd is going to be one of the adult classes that you've been talking about. Uh, is going to be here at Millburgers on uh, fall vegetable gardening. And when Trace comes up, he's going to tell us all the cool stuff that they have in. I have been beat, you know, been getting beaten up, you know, on the Sinisa are blooming. People want to know, you know, well, what I think. I'm telling you now. So according to my prediction and what my observations, about seven to ten days from now it should rain. Well, you somewhere uh, you said the Sinisa were blooming, <laughs> and I said, well, mine weren't. And, did and you of course, home? I met, went, went back after this weekend, and mine are blooming. Yeah, there's, uh, there's some yeah. beautiful ones. Um, so I'm, I'm putting my reputation I know, I'm on lying. the line. Yeah, I'm, I know. What a gamble. <laughs> what a gamble. <laughs> I didn't know you had a reputation. Did you? <laughs> oh, that's that's okay. what I'm staking my, that reputation that I have. Low, low stakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's not go there. Let's just say that I'm putting my reputation on the line. I'll say seven to ten days. So uh, that would be anywhere from now. And I promise you, if you look at the weather, Nobody's I, saying anything for the I next week. Ten percent chance throughout Sat Friday, I think, and then I think it increases after that. So kind of into early next week. So oh no, that would be rain over Labor Day. Well, we'd still be happy with the rain. Sure, we'll take it. Yeah, um, but I, I the uh, and they're only talking twenty percent or ten percent or oh, in the low percentages. Oh, even then, yeah. or, or just this week. Yeah. Okay. Wishful thinking. Get, getting calls. The, the weathermen and weather women are listener want it to rain. Yeah. So, so any kind of hope there's, you know, it's uh-huh. I, um, our our friend uh, Steve Brown used to do that too. You know, you get get a little <laughs> desperate for it. Uh, so you're kind of wishing, yeah. not only forecasting but wishing for the for the rain. And we're getting uh, calls apparently, and people calling going. Unaware you had a reputation, please clarify. Well, uh, no, I'm not going to uh, do that. Uh, you're just going to have to trust me on yeah, that. Yeah, and we didn't say good or bad. <laughs> That's yeah. true. So just my reputation yeah. well, is at stake. Absolute terms. <laughs> so uh, 10 days from now, you know, who knows? But I'm standing by, standing beside my Sinisa. And we, uh, you know, and we mentioned the 22nd, uh, the, also on the 8th oh, which of September, the there's a... Uh, uh, we're, I'm doing a uh, vegetable gardening program at uh, Dream Hill Estates out there by Medical Center. It's co-sponsored by Millburgers, and you just uh, just go ahead and call me at two ten three eight two four four five five, or just call the the uh, who's who's on the phones. Oh, Al? Yeah, just call Al and uh, we'll get you more information. But we'll talk about it All right. well, uh, what, what, next week, too. What so, do you want Al, Al to get from Al them? can, uh, uh, just if somebody calls and they, they want to leave them phone number and I can call them back okay. to get them more information. The, the, the trick there is that me saying at Medical Center in Dream Hill Estates, then you got to kind of you, you go into the neighborhood and then you got to find, find the uh, the presentation area, 
and so that that's that's why we uh, spend a little time describing it. But you get a, anybody that comes to that program will get a, a, a free uh, broccoli to start their garden, mm. and uh, we'll talk about all of the potential. And I was going through my articles, Jerry, and uh, yeah, in the old days we had a tendency to be a little. We were talking more like. First of October and less mm-hmm. in September, we're getting, we're <clears throat> pushing on it a little bit. And but it's not, it's not just our f- f- uh, fall gardening too. We have a let's see onions. We used to, onions were doing. Oh that. yeah, tomatoes were doing that. Uh, so we've had good luck with it though. It's just just a little bit makes your gardening a little more strenuous, or you know kind of you have to s- stay alert to it. We have, we have to keep warning you that those scraggly-looking tall tomato plants out there are are going to look almost as good as these one-gallon containers here as soon as that temps cool. Is it my imagination, or is it a little more pleasant this morning? I was wondering that, too, when I got here. It uh, There's a little it breeze. May, and may not keep, set a, keep thinking that. Man. Yeah. yeah may not a, set another record. No, that, that would be nice if it didn't. But the, uh, well, we mentioned those one-gallon containers there's a, there's a lot of the four and a half inch too, which we normally w- would plant for fall planting. But if you wanna don't want to lose a, any time, uh, these these one gallon uh, containers are tall or large plants and they're in good shape. Uh, I like them, and I th- I'm sure Jerry does too, because they're they're not overwhelmed with blooms or. Fruit that's here. what I was just thinking. Uh, that's spooky, Milton. Yeah. Yeah. We're thinking the same thing. Well, we've, we've been thinking of going to therapy, you know. <laughs> oh, together. But Couples these, therapy. But what that means. Radio host therapy. That means that these plants are yeah. right on the verge being ready. When the weather does change, they're going to be ready to right. take advantage of it. And they, they need to grow for a while after they're in the ground, so that's yeah. that's good that they don't have fruit on there now. Trace was <laughs> hoping that they'd set fruit because so pe- people buy the ones with fruit on them, uh, and, uh, tomatoes on them. But that's not, uh, that's not good for the plant material. So it, ne- it needs to grow vegetatively before it, go- uh, it goes into its reproductive cycle. So it'll be interesting. Now, last year we faced the same thing and the year before, and... Uh, it's amazing how quickly uh, the plants adjust to the changes in the oh, temperature, yeah. too. You know, it seems like one weekend they uh, have all those thin, scraggly leaves, and they're tall. And the next weekend they look they look like, you know, they've got the normal-sized leaves again. So they're ready to adjust, and they're putting out a root system. So keep them watered. Don't lose patience with them. Right. Or, or lose patience with the weather. Yeah, that might be worthwhile. I don't know. <laughs> hey, so if they want to know, if they want someone to call them back about your presentation on the 8th at Dream Hill Estates, call Al at the station. It's 308-8867, 3810-308-8867. 
And uh, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. But yeah, he'll, so that was, Al was like, what are they supposed to do? They're going to call me. Um, so anyway, 210-308-8867. Al also is telling us that the uh, temperature right now is 89 degrees. See there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's so cool. Uh, that seems hotter than I would have thought, though. Yeah, I think the high today is mid-90s is what I uh-huh. I think I saw, but it's been hot. But, but uh, lots Such of folks out summer. here... So sad when we uh cheering for mid nineties, huh? <laughs> we won't we won't even set a record for for the All right, you want to do a day. butterfly ID? What are those two guys there? Yeah, they're uh, the, giant what? swallowtails. Oh, they're playing. They're chasing each other. You know, and Mary was talking about the uh, uh tiger swallowtails. Uh-huh. And I hadn't seen any, but this week I saw tiger swallowtails uh too. But she she says they're around the nursery as well. They look a lot like that uh, giant swallowtail in terms of color and size, but they their striping is uh, vertical versus horizontal. So it's really relatively easy to notice the difference. But it's amazing here at the Millburgers, uh, of course, with all the, all the plants, all the plants in bloom, you expect to have. Uh, lots of butterflies and hummingbirds, but also then we've got the certified butterfly garden, which uh, makes it even more attractive to uh, butterflies. You could spend you could spend the uh, day like we do sometimes here, uh, looking at watching which plants are their favorites. Yeah, to get their nectar, and it changes though too. A little later in the fall, the uh, uh, Lantana has become one of the favors, favorites. Oh. Right right now, well, of course, uh, the pentas and salvias will be more favored a little later, too. Let's see where this guy goes to. We're watching him as, we, as Calvin's talking. I oh, flew over everything. He's just checking oh. out. He's cruising around checking uh, out. He's just uh, reporting back. Is he a scout? Yeah. It's, oh, he's over hanging up there, hanging around with the, the Vincas? I think, Do I they think, like vincas? Oh yeah, they like vincas. Oh okay. But they're uh, they may be uh, doing a little ro- romancing over there. What? They're not just uh, you know playing tag. Yeah, well they've got you know there's so many nectar producing plants here in the nursery. They don't have to oh, okay. rush around worrying about food as much. So they get to do a little flirting and. Oh. Uh, Traveling together. Goodness. What kind of show do we have going on here with butterfly flirting? Wow. All right. I don't know. The no other radio show on gardening. I, I never uh, thought about a butterfly being a flirter. Oh, you yeah. Know, they're, they're, flirting. they're flitting and flirting. <laughs> flitting and flirting. It's like a country song. And butterflies are flitting and they're flirting. And... Okay, never mind. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call. One of the things is we are pointing out the lantana. Calvin was talking about the pentas, the um, the little zinnias in front of us. Is that what those are? Yeah, the linarius um, and uh, coneflowers and rudbeckia. In the one-gallon container, this is the last week. I'm told that these will be on sale for 388. So uh, you might want to hurry down and get them, uh, especially. In, and I'm sure Trace will bring this up too. There's a correlation between this and the uh, saws rebate uh, in terms of getting your most bang for the buck. Still a good selection of that red uh, dwarf <laughs> border weed back there too. Man, 
He's got them um, traces hiding it back there, but it's uh, a lot of good ones. And the salvias look good. I think it must be that Victoria salvia that's so attractive and disciplined. That's part of the sale, too. Yeah, when I when I was driving in, I, lo- I noticed all those uh, beautiful uh, bougainvillea baskets, uh, hanging baskets too. on the I on the fence. Too. Hmm. I said, "Well, why are they way back there?" Oh, I guess for the cars, but <laughs> usually they, we get to admire them up front here. Yeah, but they're pretty. They're full bloom. Right, and they they handle this kind of hot weather. Oh yeah, they love it. So 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, funny story, I, uh, I, t- I took some uh, large tomatoes down toward uh, uh, Campbellton uh, this week and uh, to uh, plant in the greenhouse. And now they, they've got their greenhouse functional now, and so we, we took some tomatoes to plant down there. And I've also got some Oscar okra planted down there for seed. And uh, so we were walking, we were getting ready to harvest some Oscar okra seed, and uh, we walked in, walked in past, past the other beds that didn't have Oscar okra in it, and... Uh, Walked on past down down there and start cutting Oscar okra, and uh, and the guy that was with us said, uh, "I see y'all not scared of lizards." <laughs> yeah, I, I said, "No, I've never been scared of lizards." And he said, "Y'all walked right by the lizard up there." What kind of lizard? You know what he was talking about? No. Alligator. Ah. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, yeah, that's a that was an alligator in the in the in the garden patch. Uh, that's putting a nice spin on it. <laughs> I said, I, I'm not scared of lizards, but I, I sure as hell scared of alli- yeah, uh, alligators. Don't, don't want to fool with the alligators. Yeah. Did you you heard that story of that lady that? Attempted to save her dog. Where, where was that? It was at a, in South Texas someplace. And save, save the dog. She tried to. Uh-oh. But instead, the alligator got her. Oh, wow. Whoa. And, and the dog dog was, you know, running along the shore all cut up. And uh, and uh, then they the people figured out what had happened. And oh, I haven't heard home. of that. Yeah. I can't, I'll have to check. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Trace is with us on the porch. We'll tell you about what's new at Millburgers and what's going on at the plant of the weekend. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. All righty, i got to tell you about a great sale happening at Millburgers right now. You're going to want to get over there literally right this second to take advantage of this. Perennials are on sale in the one-gallon container, just $3.88. They're regularly $6.99, and they're all your favorites with fresh shipments arriving daily of things like coneflower, lantana, pentas, salvia, and much, much more. You can get your favorite perennial in the one-gallon container on sale 
sale for just three eighty eight right now over at Millburgers. Millburgers now has tomatoes on sale. All your favorite fall tomatoes and the ones recommended for this area are at Millburgers right now in the four and a half inch pot or the gallon sizes. Plus, you'll save on Feralis, Duranta, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and even Gold Star Esperanza in a ready to display pot regularly twenty four ninety nine now. Just fourteen eighty eight at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four and Bull Verde Road. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And nothing is simple in this life, except when it comes to selling your house or buying your next home in San Antonio in the Hill Country. Help you sell and Sergio Martinez has a better way to sell that house and save you thousands of dollars. It's the Help You Sell Low Set Fee program. Here's how it works. When you use Sergio Martinez and help you sell to buy or sell your next home, he won't charge you the standard 6% commission because it's simply not fair. For instance, the difference in commission between a $200,000 home and a $500,000 home is $18,000. Did the more expensive home get $18,000 more in service? Probably not. With Help You Sell, you get the same service. You keep more money in your pocket and you still get 100% of Sergio Martinez's 20 years plus of experience. Simple, right? Call Help You Sell and Sergio Martinez right now at 210-693-0305. That's 210-693-0305 or online at hushillcountry.com. Hushillcountry.com for Help You Sell. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. I want to talk to you about family, cherished memories, and history. Look in your dresser drawer and you'll find a ring that was grandma's, a stick pin that was grandpa's, a necklace that was mother's. These are cherished pieces that bring back memories and love. The problem is they don't fit into your wardrobe and lifestyle. That's where we come in. At Mark Sadaski Jewelers, we can use the gems from your family's history and transform them into a piece of jewelry that does fit your wardrobe and lifestyle. You can then enjoy telling your friends and family family that this ring has mother's diamond grandpa's ruby but it was made for me mark sadowski jewelers takes pride in redesigning your family treasures and memories into something that's made for you and the best part is you contribute the ideas that will make it yours mark sadowski jewelers a family tradition since 1933 that's 85 years call us at 210-377-1818 that's 210-377-1818 And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Trace is going to talk with us in just a moment, but right now I want to talk to you about Spider-Man. Spider-Man pest control. If it's bugging you in your home, I was talking to Spider-Man yesterday and uh, learned uh, that folks are having still having trouble with ants. Uh, fleas and ticks are apparently kind of kicking in now. Uh, that may be something you're experiencing. He also said that people are having trouble with uh Small rodents, uh, mice, and uh, rats as well. Uh, all those things he can help you get rid of uh, and uh, keep them out of your house as Sometimes well. Sometimes those rats aren't that small. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, but, yes, give Spider-Man a call and let him help you out. Uh, if you've got roaches that you don't want, uh, you can call Spider-Man and at 210-656-3721. Uh, Spider-Man works with a number of different uh, businesses that, uh, here in town whose livelihood depends on uh, being insect or, uh, you know, vermin-free, pest-free. 
so uh, you can trust him. He's the, the place that people go to as well to get advice. Uh, it's a good community, and Spider-Man helps a lot of folks. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, call him at 210-656-3721. Let him help you out. 210-656-3721. It's, uh, or find him online at GoSpiderManPest.com. Trace is up on the porch with us to find out what's going on at the nursery. What's going on at the nursery, Grace? Great, uh, oh, hang on. Sorry. There you go. All mm-hmm. right. We had a great uh, children's garden mm-hmm. seminar thing. Uh, it was a good turnout. We had uh, kids learning how to plant their uh, summer and winter vegetables. Oh, wow. We had a couple beds planted down there. They all had fun. They got their hands in the dirt, which I'm sure their parents were uh, mm-hmm. always said, don't get your hands dirty. Well, we want them to get their hands dirty. We want them to to not be on the video games and not sit in front of the TV. We want them outside Hmm. doing constructive things like when we were kids. Sounds like some kind of a philosophical uh, cause there, isn't it? (laughs) I was thinking that we wanted to to train them to be able to weed our gardens so we wouldn't have to do that. There you go. It was amazing how many grandparents brought brought them this go-around. So uh, I, I like that, and uh, I think we're doing a good thing. Yeah, and, and that's, a, you know, that's a hobby and an activity that, that families can share and and then, you know, enjoy the benefits of together. So, yeah, so uh, there's lots of children's gardening classes about once a month here at Millburgers, and you can go to com to learn more about those or be sure to follow Millburgers on Facebook, too. Okay, so what came in? What came in? Oh, I'm sorry. Was so good. Wait a minute. What summer vegetables did you plant? Do you remember? They stuck in some tomatoes. Oh, and, uh, oh okay. The big ones, big ones, or the little ones? I'm pretty sure she stuck some little ones. Little ones in there? Probably hard for those for the kids to handle big ones. I, I think that's probably a good, good summation. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's more, we watch the kids when they're dealing with a, more manageable size, and then they're more impressed by the the growth and everything. Yeah. You know, if you if somebody else has done it, those one-gallon one containers are wonderful for production and beating the cold, but in terms of satisfaction for a kid that's learning about gardening. Uh, I, saw, I saw her divvying up some six-pack cold-weather vegetables, so I know each kid got to plant. Uh, some of that too. So. Yeah, that's cool because a lot of them grow so fast. It's yeah. Uh, when we were making the selection of broccolis and cabbages for this area, uh, we tested them during the heat like this of fall. That's why those uh, that you're selling are do well in this hot. Well, so on that they note, survive. We've got a decent selection of cold weather vegetables. We've okay, got broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, uh, Brussels collards, sprouts. Brussels sprouts, <laughs> and kale. Your favorite. People are eating that kale. They do. I mean, I mean, putting it in smoothies and stuff like that. They, they well, do. But if you, you go to a cafeteria too, and there's usually about three dishes that include. Kale, you know, a lot uh-huh. of a lot of them are kind of mixed with other things uh-huh. that are more palatable. But but there's always the the <laughs> kale, the kale salad. A lot of people love it. Love they it. Do. So that's uh, cold weather vegetables. Are always the first sign that falls right around the corner. Yeah. Mums are second. Ooh, yeah. So we've already.
already started getting some big mums in, and later on this week we'll be getting in. Uh, this coming week we're going to be starting to carry the smaller ones. Good. Um, What's that, Trace? Di- mums, mums. Okay. and And uh, dianthus we've got now. Uh, we should be getting in petunias in the near future, although I still have some lower bush. Yeah, and they I look pretty them. good. They're, they're hanging in there. And the big ones are really nice, and we've uh, Charles had us put those on sale for nine ninety nine for a ten inch pot. All right. Oh, wow, that's good. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, and they reseed themselves, so yes, you, they you do. plant those, you'll enjoy them this fall. Well, we planted that bed out out on the side of the store in them, and uh, hopefully we don't have to replant. Maybe I can give seeds to you next year, <laughs> or I'll give them to Peterson, swap them for plants. There you go. There you go. They're, they're mighty small to to collect. Well, I've got cashiers with little fingers. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get to the plant of the weekend, let's go to the phone lines now at 210-308-8867. Talk to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. What's going on? How can we help you? Well, uh, I'm doing well. We just moved into a, a new neighborhood here in San Antonio, out of, actually out at Windcrest, and we're trying to find the... Uh, a variety of bougainvillea that will grow well on the back fence that gets, oh, mostly gets good afternoon sun, not so much morning sun, but um, afternoon it's pretty much, you know, the fence is exposed all afternoon to the sunlight. But we wanted one that would do well here and was cold hardy because we've had had a couple that um, Hmm. they didn't seem to survive the cold cold weather when we had them so do you have any where, where, where are you moving from no we were just over in alamo heights oh so, oh okay so you're just yeah. moving out yeah well that's i think you're going to have trouble good news and bad news yeah <laughs> they're, they're all going to work there they're all going to work there but it's not a matter of if we get cold enough to kill it. Is when are we going to get cold enough? Listen to, to this guy go. <laughs> That's good, Trace. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll just be unpredictable. A lot of times, what you get too, you, if you have six in a row, you have like two of them a little more sheltered. They mm-hmm. make it, and then you got two that eventually come up, and then the other two are dead. So. There's not any other kind of plant that you could, or you could uh, just use, be content with bougainvillea in the summer and then in a container and just uh, move it someplace in the wintertime. You just want something on a fence? Yeah, we're trying to find something that will grow well on on the fence. And, um, you know, we've even talked about wisteria. We do, there are some a couple no. of wisteria here, <laughs> but no. we don't want them to overtake everything. Are you growing it for aesthetics, or are you growing it so you don't see your neighbor? Uh-oh. Both. He doesn't think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you don't want to see your neighbor, you're going to be far better off with a large-growing shrub uh-huh. and shearing it to make it full so that you can't see them. So my yeah. answer to that would be xylosma. Okay. And if you're growing it for aesthetics, yes, the wisteria would be fine. Uh, I guess out of the vines, cross vine is probably my favorite. The Carolina jasmine. Butterfly vine. Butterfly vine's another good one. Yeah. I, Star jasmine. I wouldn't use wisteria in terms of it. It's so, so hard to manage. Well, I would use uh, Miletia, the evergreen wisteria. 
That's that's you're outside when that one blooms, so you actually get to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's short short bloom period, um, and they're uh, they have a tendency to pull fences apart and and. Uh, well, this fence is pretty ratty anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> now, in the old days, when the fences were like that, everybody planted pyracantha. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. You plant that along, you keep it trimmed up, and then when the fence fell down from old age, the pyracantha was your new fence. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and you get you get the little white blooms, and you get the little red berries during the winter. So that's an option, mm-hmm. too. And okay. nobody's going to run through there, either. That's, that's fact. Now, yeah, I remember thorns on them, it seems like, isn't there? Yes, yeah, yes. Well, go on, yeah. go on the uh, internet or come and look at those uh, those vine alternatives. That uh, okay. butterfly vine. I'm with Trace on the cross vine too. Uh, the bu- butterfly vine has a longer bloom period. Uh, I think cross vine is a more of a, a better coverage maybe in the in the winter time, mm-hmm. but. Uh, both of those are pretty much all-star uh, binds to okay. use. Okay. Alrighty. All right. Good luck on your new property. All right. Yeah, thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Let's Bye. see. I think she had a question. Ma'am, Can we, we're doing a radio show. Can we ask your question on the air? Sure. You grab the mic. You'll be on the air. How can we help you? Hey, good morning. I have lots of mounting lantana in my yard. I water deep. However, they're not producing a lot of blooms. You have berries. They do have berries. Okay, so that's a, a it's not a sterile variety. So it's going to try to put on seeds. Uh, those need to be cut off. If you cut them off, they'll bloom more frequently. I didn't know that. Now the birds won't like you. The birds won't. You, you, <laughs> but the 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 uh, butterflies and the hummingbirds will like you more for the nectar because they will bloom more. But the the birds eat the the berries, but what you can do is you, you just do uh, what Trace is talking about, trim them off until a little later in the fall, and then they, some you know you let them in, in November, put the berries on or December. So did mm-hmm. I buy the wrong uh, lantana? I mean, should well, there's I? No, no. There's no such thing as a wrong lantana, okay. but like these ones, and this doesn't help on the radio, but the ones right behind you, these yes. are all sterile varieties, okay. so they're gonna keep on blooming all right the fancy colored varieties with the blends of colors those are all uprights and most of them are non-sterile so that means they're trying they're spending all their energy to create a seed to uh to proliferate itself okay. that's the right word proliferate, proliferate. okay One that's of those. it let me ask and, you uh, this okay because they're they are mounting lantanas they're huge probably four feet tall like four feet wide they're large is it okay to do it with a hedger or is that... Yeah, that'd, that'd be fine, because right, right about now you need to be given a good haircut anyway. Uh, I would even do just more than, than the seeds and feed it, and then it should kick back into bloom probably another three or four weeks after cutting it back. Well, thank you so much for teaching me, because I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, thank thanks you. for coming by. Uh-huh. Yeah, and ignore ignore the birds moaning and groaning at me. <laughs> just so that I can tell you this, I'm not going to trim... Just for the sake of the birds, I'm not going to trim the ones with berries, but I will next year they're behind the pool okay so i don't see them good but i want to there i i hear the cheering out there and now yeah 
Forget the birds want the birds want another one. <laughs> forget those stupid birds and prune that thing back prune, so prune that they don't blue. Back. Well, you make the butterflies happier. Uh, Wait a minute. I have maybe 15 no. at the number. Oh, well, then do half of them. And it's uh, habitat certified, so we want to help all the animals. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, 210-308-8867, or you can come by like this nice woman and ask your gardening question at Millburgers. That person can get them with that distant mic. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. you see him do that distant mic? That's it's okay. All right, anyway, it's 210 like <laughs> Yeah. Almost last <laughs> 210-308-8867. should have a little button that, that, it should, that uh, it shoots out an extender. Shoots out a mic. Huh? Yeah, like the cameras do. Don't they? Don't oh, they I don't those, know. Those oh, I see what you're saying. Self, selfie pictures, yeah. Yeah. All right. My milk is, are you ready? <laughs> All right. Yes, let's do All that. right, stand by. It's time for the plant of the weekend. Weekend, weekend, weekend. <laughs> All right, plants of the weekend, weekend, weekend. It's All hard right, to so live up to that, though. We need to. It is. What is that the start of? That's, That's the fox. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're going to talk a little bit about burgundy ice. Dickia. Um, it, uh, it's a great succulent. Uh, I think it would be wonderful in any pot. Very low water consumption. And if, if you've never seen a Dickia before, it's kind of like uh, an aloe vera, but on a small scale. Maybe cross between an aloe vera and a yucca. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is grown because it has a burgundy foliage to it. Yeah. And it sends, up, it sends up little pups on the side, so the overall plant's going to be somewhere between a foot and two foot tall and a foot and two foot wide. So it would be great in a big pot, fill it up. Uh, it says it's 9 to 13, so in exceptional winters it needs to go inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? what uh, it's full sun, right? Full sun. Full sun. And that uh, that coloration it does have little barbs on it, but they're not as pokey as you as it looks like it would be. Yeah, uh, these are in a uh, ten, maybe a twelve inch pot, and they are twenty four ninety nine. So I encourage everybody to Google purple, excuse me, burgundy ice dickia, and uh, and I think you'd be happy with it. I think so. You know what? They it's look pretty. especially good in uh, some of those. Uh, um, oh, the um, Mexican type, Mexican clay pots. Uh, yeah, you know? that, maybe even with that's some sedum or something I, on the side. Know, when I look at that, that's what I see down there. Is that the painted or the decor- decorated container, like at the corner of the uh, the steps? And mm-hmm. yeah, really, it really would look nice. It's it's a uh, it's more it's more attractive than uh, I guess it's because it's uh, not as coarse as the aloe vera it's just got kind of a uh, it's got more a nice, complex look yeah. nice even shape to it alright so if you're interested in it how many do we have did you mention uh, we have uh, 11 oh wow okay so this is one that you might want to come by immediately and get or you may want to call 210 210- Four nine seven three seven six zero two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero, and um, 
and just asking, hey, put, I want that one, put it aside for me, uh, or uh, just uh, real quick uh, on your phone, you know, as long as you're not driving, the, uh, you know, look and see what it looks like and then call and uh, and see. What yeah. did you say the dimensions were? Again? One, one to two tall and one to two wide. Oh, okay, okay, one to two feet. Okay. All right. Cool. Did we do the vegetable report? Al wants to know, but I think uh, you did. Well, we didn't uh. talk about new stuff. But oh, okay. We did talk about what's out there. Talking okay. about broccoli and broccoli, cabbage, cabbage and cauliflower, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts. We mentioned Brussels sprouts. Rutabaga transplants? No, no. That, no. they haven't come in yet. No, not yet. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. And there is still some other stuff out there. Strawberries oh, ca- yet? Kale? No, strawberries are coming in. I think so. mid October. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, there's still good selection on peppers. Uh, there's some beans and uh, some squash out there. So it's still great selection on the warm weather. The cold weather stuff's coming in. And Nelson talked me into one more round of the smaller tomato. Hmm. So we have a, a decent selection again. Oh, the good. We tomatoes. can blame Nelson if they don't sell, huh? Um, but are they mostly the uh, uh, surprise? Surefire. Uh, no, I don't, no there's, a, there's a pretty good selection out there, including those. They're out of Surefire. And, uh, I, I mean, the, the, the grower is out of... Surefire and uh, uh, aroma surprise. Is those you, those you absolutely would expect? Yes. No, no it's not. T- tender perennial. It's a tender perennial. Oh, okay. I thought it was a perennial. Tender perennials. All right. So anyway, so oh, where did we leave off? She was yelling at me about the perennials. <laughs> you didn't throw the mic at her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Uh, you know, uh, we we kid about Brussels sprouts quite a bit, but uh, Brussels sprouts have to be planted early. In other words, they're a long-term crop. Brussels sprouts are. Once they start, yeah, uh, I mean, you're very productive. You get, uh, and of course, they're one of my favorites. They're not high, as high on Jerry's list, but. Uh, but you, you just har- understand. harvest They're them. They're not even on the list. Yeah, harvest them. Everything, <laughs> everything's the good stem. in butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but you can, they, they uh, last late into the spring, too. Oh, yeah. High quality once they start. And they don't freeze. No. You don't have to worry about cold weather. <laughs> or even the, they, they just kind of bat their eyelashes at the even warm weather later in the spring. So, yeah. they're yeah, they're. Uh, and, they're the, and the leaves are good to eat, like, like collards. And they're attractive. And kale. Huh? And kale. And kale, yeah. Well, I always, I always mix, uh, put kale with uh, a Swiss chard because the Swiss chard is so nice and mild that you can, <laughs> if you don't look at it, you can pretend there's no kale in there. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break, and while we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. 
That's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 Amboverde Road. All righty, i got to tell you about a great sale happening at Millburgers right now. You're going to want to get over there literally right this second to take advantage of this. Perennials are on sale in the one-gallon container, just $3.88. They're regularly $6.99, and they're all your favorites with fresh shipments arriving daily of things like coneflower, lantana, pentas, salvia, and much, much more. You can get your favorite perennial in the one-gallon container on sale for just $3.88 right now over at Millburgers. Millburgers now has tomatoes on sale. All your favorite fall tomatoes and the ones recommended for this area are at Millburgers right now in the four-and-a-half-inch pot or the gallon sizes. Plus, you'll save on, well, Feralis, Duranta, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and even Gold Star Esperanza in a ready-to-display pot regularly $24.99, now just fourteen eighty eight at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four and Bull Verde Road. Good morning, Riff. Morning, Raph. Can you believe we've been clocking in this place for a whole week now? Tell me about it. Work, work, work. But a squirrel must do what a squirrel must do, right? <laughs> yes, quite. But I cannot labor and exert energy within these subpar conditions. How is a squirrel supposed to run around, chew on stuff, and make acorn tea in this attic when all those humans are down there making absurd amounts of noise? It's preposterous. Don't you mean nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Look down there. Who is the missus talking to at the door? Oh, no. Oh, it's that chap that closed down our previous operation. Crittery Victor! Crittery Victor excels at all types of rodent removal because that's all they do. Unlike pest control companies, Crittery Victor specializes in humane animal control and exclusion, which means your unwanted critters ain't getting back in. So whether you have possums, rats, mice, skunks... Cheerio, Raph, and I don't mean honey nut. And yes, even squirrels. Call Crittery Victor at 210-906-8910 for your home or office. 906-8910. Hey, it's Mike Gallagher. You may not know that my radio career took off out of Greenville, South Carolina, which is also the hometown of Dixie Bishop and her company, Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. If you follow Dixie Bishop on Facebook, you know she's all about keeping Texas red, and she's also passionate about serving you when you have a plumbing problem. If it's installing gas lines, sewer lines, tankless water heaters, you name it. Or if you have any plumbing emergency, Texas Plumbing Diagnostics responds to your emergency stat do business with a like-minded company god bless texas and texas plumbing diagnostics here's dixie bishop thanks mike at texas plumbing diagnostics we'll find your plumbing problem and we'll fix your problem call 210-698-9790 or find us at tpdtx.com for texas plumbing diagnostics texas plumbing diagnostics we respond to your emergency stat and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Last week we introduced you to uh, uh, Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. I pointed out the fact that uh, Barry's been doing this, gosh, uh, since the early 80s uh, and helping folks in San Antonio with uh, uh, fixing and restoring uh, decks. And one of the things he prides himself on is the amount of research he's done to make sure that what you're getting is the best quality uh, and the right uh, solution for cleaning and, and making that deck look good. Go look at the pictures. And uh, one of the things he points out about is that he uses a penetrating sealer so it's not just sealed it's not just painted which is he's seen other folks do when he's had to come in and fix what they've done it's a penetrating sealer that he's uh uh, maybe one of the uh, the few that use it but what it does is it creates a lasting uh and uh 
a lasting job and helps the wood last longer so it doesn't uh, doesn't rot and anyway go look for on the website and you'll get all the details at deckandpatiocare.com but what I wanted to point out was uh, Barry does cleaning and sealing he does new deck new deck construction concrete and stone cleaning uh, he does uh, fence treatments outdoor furniture treatments he can do railing and covering and uh, commercial projects too so uh, check him out online deckandpatiocare.com if you've got a patio or a deck uh, that's just not looking new and you want it to look new again that's what he says I can make it look new again so give him a call at deck and patio care you can call him today 210-822-9147 that's 822-9147 or the easiest go to deck and patio care.com and uh, tell him when you talk to him on the phone that we were talking about him here on uh, millburgers gardening south texas 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 yes sir we had a question from somebody though about pentas, whether they were perennials or, or not. And Milton said correctly they are technically perennials. But yeah, but everybody corrected me. Yeah. Yeah, they don't in our in our climate they don't they don't last the winter unless you protect them. But in terms of the sale mm-hmm. they're perennials. The, the one gallon perennials. If that was the, the the person's question. Yeah yes, they're they're included in the in the sale. And they're a wonderful plant for the shade uh, for the hummingbirds, butterflies. Plus, they're very attractive. I think and they he, always have a bloom on them. He described it as a tender perennial, I think is what he... Yeah, they, like they're, 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 they're one of the... You know, some of our perennials uh, are real are root-hardy. And these guys are just uh, the, to- the top dyes that generally done. Okay. Done All right. But they're awfully pretty. Yeah, they're a great plant. And uh, we know from watching them right here on the porch, the butterflies like them. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We got a question in from somebody that's worried about their red tip fortenia. Said uh, the red tip fortenia that... Pr- that Proudly planted ten that they planted uh, ten proud they proudly planted ten years ago. They've been thriving until now. Look ill. The leaves have rust rust colored spots on them and the red tip at one end is yellowing. Is this a fungal problem? Is there anything to do for them or should we be doing something that that uh, so they aren't yellow? I appreciate any advice you can give me. Uh, Forest writes are back. Your red tip fortinias are suffering from a fungus disease called endosporium endosporium leaf spot. This has been uh, exacerbated by that. Forest putting those big words in there. Exacerbated. And he, he just—he knows I can. He's rolling on the floor, giggling mm-hmm. as you know, try to he, pronounce he, it. He knows—he knows I can't talk with a little big words <laughs> like that. By hot, dry weather, they're not going to get any better. The practical answer is to remove them and replace them with one of the hollies. So that's—that's uh, that's a chance you always take. Yeah. With the red tip for ten years. And some people uh, sometimes you can. Uh, you just extend the life a little bit, but uh, by uh, 
but t- taking any dra- drastic action like more pruning and fertilizing and such, such as that usually doesn't contribute to a longer life. And, of course, fungicides don't do it either. Mul- yeah. Mulch sometimes will help a yeah. little bit. Yeah, pruning seems to, wait a minute, exacerbate. Yeah. Seems to exacerbate the problem. Because part of part of the part of the issue is uh, make iron. worse. Uh, iron. Yeah, <laughs> make, that's just iron what makes the problem worse. <laughs> forest made it worse when you put that big word in. There. I know, but forest does a lot of good stuff too. I don't know. I don't well, know. For, forest in the old days used to use much shorter words. Uh. <laughs> they were pretty potent, but they were shorter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, and then, of course, we're into the uh, seed collecting uh, era of the of the of the plant material that we see blooming and very pretty out there. Somebody wrote in, said, "Can plants can plants be grown from the seeds of the beans of my gold star Esperanza?" Uh, the, the simple answer to that is yes. They can be grown. <laughs> but Forrest, being the the nice guy he is, he went ahead and said, "You can you can get a plant to grow, but there's little chance that it will be close to uh, identical with the uh, current plant." All gold star esperanzas were propagated from cuttings. So, uh, I don't, I, let's see, do they, are they on sale? They, I think they mm-hmm. are still. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's still. So here I'll get you the. uh, It's fourteen eighty eight, and I'll get you the size in a minute. uh, I was noticing that the uh, I've got Theralis and uh, uh, Gold Star Esperanza in the same bed. I noticed that my Theralis is starting to wilt a little bit, Hmm. but not the Gold Star. Just you know, that's ten dollars off of that method. Did you find it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, it is. It's a great deal. Thousand foot on twelve twelve inch ready to display in a pot regularly mm-hmm. regularly to twenty four ninety nine. That's pretty close to twenty five dollars. It's just just shy. Uh but on sale for fourteen eighty eight. Uh-huh. So it's uh ten dollars and eleven cents less. <laughs> what a, they're killing me with that. I know. So also <laughs> Also for fourteen eighty eight, by the way, three gallon of uh, Pride of Barbados, Mexican Bird of Paradise, uh, the Theralis in the uh, three gallon container, Duranta in the twelve inch pot, uh, Sinisa in the three and five gallons, regularly uh, twenty four ninety nine, fourteen eighty eight. Just let you know. Yeah, they're all the same same amount off. Yeah, they yeah they were originally twenty four ninety nine. You've made Charles very happy that you said twenty four ninety nine. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm just reading on the. On the, the is you know. that why Charles Charles had that talk with you, Milton? Then <laughs> <laughs> we have we have to train Jerry to yeah. to uh, Our, use the to consu- consumer influencing <laughs> pricing. <laughs> I always like to keep it simple, you know, the kiss theory. Yes. Uh, are the, the question came in? Are the Olives from a Mexican olive tree safe to eat? Huh. That's a good question. Well, I, if so, how should they be prepared? No. You want recipe? Not yeah, no, they're eat. not. They're not definitely not recommended to eat. 
I, I was thinking. I was thinking that they they they're not they don't make very definitive statements about them. I think they're just yeah. Uh, pay, animals don't even find them real oh, really? tasty. Yeah. But they some some do eat them, but not like at my at my house. They're they lay on the ground and uh, uh, disintegrate long, long before anything eats them. I would guess that they're like a lot of our plants. They are not. Uh, very toxic, but they are probably not good for you. Okay. Okay, Forrest, right, right. The answer says uh, the Mexican olive is not a true olive. Uh, whether or not the fruit is of the Mexican olive is edible is questionable. Uh, some references say it is not in capital. Look at that, Forrest, put it in capital letters. Some reference say that it is not, while others say that it is, but should be eaten in small quantities. I would really jump to eat something where they say that. Um, but you, you know, even if it was a regular olive, you, you don't eat you don't eat regular olives off the plant either. No, that's they right. Be processed. That's yeah. right. They're bitter. I, I was teasing Dr. Larry Stein about the olive. He, you know, he's a he's in charge of the olive now, uh, he's now an promotion. Olive now. expert now. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was I was kidding him, saying there's nothing nothing better than eating a fresh olive off the tree. <laughs> 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 and they said, you can't eat those things off the tree. They're bitter as quite But uh, anyway. Uh, and Forrest says, I have no idea I should be prepared if one desires to eat it. Hmm. I question why one cannot just be satisfied with the beautiful flowers and the tree. See, he had to throw a little barb in there. Don't be picking on Forrest. <laughs> That's not a good idea. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Somebody wrote in and uh, said, <laughs> will Zorzia take over St. Augustine? Will what take over? Zorzia. Zorzia grass. Zorzia grass. Not in my experience. <laughs> Or is there a strain of Zorzia that will take over St. Augustine? Chris, <laughs> far as right, if you're thinking about planting some Zorzia into an existing St. Augustine lawn and hoping it will take over, the answer is no, it will not. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the St. Augustine will take over the Zorzia. Oh, yeah, it just grows over the top. Yeah, it grows over the top. And then pretty soon it's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, zoysia is though. It's got a lot of desirable characteristics and really makes a tight sod, but it doesn't grow fast enough to defend it itself. It spreads slowly. Yeah, you, you, your Bermuda grass will grow over the top of it, and uh, um, and so will San Augustine grass. But if you you know if you keep it keep it mowed down there, it'll it'll stay uh, pure pure zoysia. Um. Speaking of uh, Bermuda uh, grasses, uh, the question came in, do the hybrid Bermuda grass seed varieties produce invasive runners like the common Bermuda does? 
I don't. Are, are there now hybrid seeded varieties? Yeah, on most Sahara and. Uh, no, but that is that's not Sahara. See. Sierra is. A, I think it's common. I don't think it's a hybrid. I think it's just been a, a selected. A selected common. common. Okay. Now there may be since Sahara, and there was one other one that we ten years ago that was a a common selected, but there may be hybrids since then but, uh, that are seeded, but I don't I don't know what they are. But I think they're going to grow like Bermuda grass. Oh yeah, uh, especially from seed. Well, in fact, one of the characteristics that if your um, your mowing practices, your soil, the, the sun situation is uh, any kind of any variation from the ideal for Bermuda grass, you'll end up with uh, common common Bermuda kind of dominating the those uh, hybrid and those special selected varieties yeah. too. And the forest writes back said, to my uh, knowledge, all Bermuda spread both. Yeah, we got to take a break. Yeah. All Bermuda spreads. We're going okay. to talk about that when we come back. Oh, nice. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break while we <laughs> that do. That was a tease, Bill. Get you. Uh, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. Back in a moment. Hey, don't forget, you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn about sale items, upcoming events, everything that's going on at Millburgers, even get the newsletter. Back in a moment on 930 AM, this is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio, it's 866 8867. Give us a call or come by and visit with us at 1604 and Boulevard Road. We'd love to talk with you in person and uh, see if we couldn't answer your gardening question. Plus, the nursery is really beautiful with uh, some of the prettiest things on sale right now in terms of uh, the uh, perennials in front of us in the one-gallon containers. So come oh, on by yeah. and visit with us. All right, 210-308-8867. What you got going on over there? The neat thing about that is that uh, those perennials now that are on sale or in containers will continue to bloom all the way to a frost. Oh. Um, I mean, the, you know, the Pride of Barbados and uh, however the Pride of Barbados is, is going to seed now. So it's kind of thinning out as far as bloom is concerned. Have we gotten any uh, counts back on our, no. our, on our experiments? Mm-hmm. That would be interesting, maybe. I, th- I think people, <laughs> the, you know, there's still blooms on there, and so people uh, don't don't want to take a chance on removing one single bloom. <laughs> so they're, they're staying away from doing it. Our, our, our tease was... Yes. Do the hybrid Bermuda There's a wonderful tropical milkweed. Yeah. Two of them look good. 
Do the hybrid Bermuda grass seed varieties produce invasive runners like the common Bermuda does? Uh, the answer is, to my knowledge, all Bermuda spreads by both underground rhizomes and above-ground stolons. All grass, including Bermuda, can be controlled in ornamental beds with one of the grass-specific herbicides, such as Grass Be Gone, Ornamec, uh, uh, Vantage, Post, Over the Top, and others without harming the ornamentals. So that's, that's a good little tidbit to put in there. Uh, that's interesting, though. If we find it, if we think about it, Jerry, let's check and uh, see if those uh, identified varieties of Bermuda, selected varieties, if they are, in fact, common or if they're a hybrid. I think, I think they're, if they're seed, I think they're, they're just selected common. Right, right. But uh, could be, could be uh, different. Yeah. It's been, we used to, we spent, we spent more time about it. 10 or 12 years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah there seemed like there was one named Cheyenne or some Indian name. Yeah, I think there was Cheyenne, and uh, what was the one you just mentioned The uh, was uh, the one that, that we... Sahara. Sahara talked about a lot. Yeah, that was readily available. Easy to get it to germinate. Yeah. Okay, uh, Milton, can yes? you look on your little computer? I can. What am I looking for? Look up Sahara Bermuda grass. I don't know. Hopefully it'll tell us whether it's a hybrid or a oh, okay. common, a selection of common Bermuda. Remember, the, remember when Forrest did the Jones-Maltzberger yeah. area? Yeah, that test site there, he, did a, he had a lot of those different uh, varieties that he experimented with. So let me look, because I'm getting descriptions of it. Like from BermudaGrass.com. Is it BermudaGrass.com? Yeah. It's growing into the other websites. Is there a Rutabaga? (laughs) I think there was a Rutabaga.com. Wait a minute. Uh, Significant development in seeded Bermuda grass. Sarah was uh, Sahara. Bermuda grass was the first improvised seed propagated variety developed exclusively for turf and long grasses, although now it is also used as an economical pasture grass. It was further developed from selections of Sahara. Sahara 2 was. Uh, Sahara 2 is very drought tolerant. Um, okay, I'm looking. I mean, if it's used as a pasture grass, it does have runners on it. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, let's just talk about Sahara 2. So I'll keep looking. <laughs> now, if we think about it, we'll look. Any, anyway, uh, Prada Barbados is on on is for on sale uh, too today. And we got a question in said how to how to plant a Prada Barbados and where to plant a Prada Barbados. And uh, Forrest writes them back. The Prada Barbados needs to be planted in a location where it gets lots of sunlight. Dig a hole big enough to contain its root ball. Fill that hole with water several times to wet the soil around it. Then place the, the plant in the hole and backfill around it with the soil that you removed. See, so he, he answered her 
how to plant it and, and where to plant it. And now, Jerry and I talk a lot about the uh, plants that, when they're, they're relatively newly planted and they go into a hot spell like we're in now, uh, that the you know sometimes they'll they won't have their roots to develop and so they'll get, have to get special watering at the base. Now, I, generally, uh, the uh, Esperanza, Poinciana, uh, Duranta, and all and all those uh, Theralis, they don't they really don't don't ever go through that phase. I don't no. think you give them that good watering and plant them the way forest is, and then. Uh, Every couple of weeks, you give them a little water, and for a while, next thing you know, they're they're just uh, going they're strong. They're taking off. Yeah. They're, they're sustaining that new growth. Well, Calvin got a good. Uh, Calvin, I like your new picture on, oh, with your article. Again, yeah, I guess the paper changed again. He's got a new picture. Yeah, let's and, see. Let's see. I, th- I think he's trying to smile, or he's either talking when they're making so, it. So oh, he just looks so happy. I know it. Did you see your new picture? I did see my uh, okay. picture. <laughs> he brought the paper. Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's in color. Yeah, which is nice. It's in color. And they got a picture of Neil Sperry in here, too. Goodness. So anyway, Kevin uh, got a good article about uh, preparing flower garden for the fall. And he talks about... Uh, uh, talks about... Uh, Trimming them back, basically. Roses, yeah. Ro- roses and uh, and uh, zinnias and things like that. And um, and then if you've got uh, uh, mint marigold or fall asters, Jerry right. and I talked about this last weekend. Right. This is probably the last you want the last time you want to give them that haircut. Right. Prune them back, and then you then you let them take off from now, and they'll put a little they'll put a little more foliage on, a little more height, and then ideally they'll they'll start putting their bloom buds on there, and uh, right. so then the net result will be just covered, completely covered with blooms when they bloom. Right, right. They're spectacular, and though. and and they won't break open. You know, the, they they have so many blooms that, that are so heavy. If you don't prune, if you don't prune them back periodically, they'll actually br- break open that beautiful bouquet of uh, of flowers that they have. So, uh, like you said, not now is about the, the last time to do it uh, before they start blooming. And mint, mint marigold. Uh, <clears throat> If you plant them now, both fall asters and mint marigold, you get a little bit of flower. But uh, the next year will be will be a better flowering year. But uh, mint, mint marigold is a good deer-proof plant, too. Deer do not eat mint marigold, Milton. Should I have said in my neighborhood they do? Uh, yeah, some neighborhoods <laughs> under most conditions. <laughs> we got people dialing the phone. Yeah. No. They're checking, yeah. Let's see, what is that other one that they don't eat that blooms in the fall? Uh, mm-hmm. Aster? It's a tall, shrubby-like bush that that blooms in the... Uh, it blooms so late most of the time that... that uh, not 
Cape honeysuckle. No. Most of, most of the time it blooms right before it freezes, so uh, it'll come to me in a minute when I'm not trying to think of it. Not Taranto? No. Uh, you plant, and then uh, zinnias, you talk about uh, using those for cut flower and uh, uh, several ways that uh, you can pull the plants up pull the spent plants up and replant uh, Dreamland Dreamland hybrids or another transplant variety. Another option is spread the seed. Do you do you uh, do you rake that rake the ground under there uh, to get seed soil contact? Yeah, I I pull the when the plants are declining. I kind of pick pick an area. Because, like, the Dreamland zinnias will uh, they'll start uh, browning. And so I just pull those plants out for, say, th- four or five rows. And then, th- then I could rake them or just take the shovel and scrape it a little bit and pull the weeds. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I'm sp- spreading, always spreading the, the spent, spent heads. flowers, yeah. Yeah. And if you... You just take your hose and wet it every day for a few days, and for four or five days, the uh, zinnia seedlings will be up. And then, uh, and, and I'm thinking that uh, within a month they bloom because they, once they take off, they. I also find them to be more um, uh, heat tolerant or, or dry weather tolerant when they've started from seed. Uh, seed yeah. yeah. Than uh, if they're transplants, of course, transplants you get a little bit of a head start. But a, a lot of folks would, if they'd prefer, you can just get some new Dreamland uh, transplants over there. They're they're beautiful here at the nursery, and you'll have instant flowers, just like uh, the instant flowers we talk about with pentas. And they should uh, they should bloom right through until uh, cold, cold weather. Usually, I. Uh, they last until December. Yeah. Have you noticed the seedling vink, uh, seedling zinnias have a taproot when you pull them up? Have you thought about that? No, I haven't thought about that. You, you know, of course, when you do transplants, yeah, they, they have just a root ball. Yeah, and I can I can tell the transplants because they're harder to pull up. root ball is pretty much intact. And they're hard to pull up. Yeah. Um, the seedlings are. Yeah. Hey, it, I, doesn't, I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, think, I just I see, think, seem like it, I remember that they have a taproot. Well, I think if the seeded ones are harder to pull up than the transplants. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, yeah, because there, there's no identity with any kind of a limited. Right. They're spread all out. So they 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 can they they're more effective, efficient water users too, uh, to have that seedling root stock our seedling root system. What you're sacrificing is a, a period of uh, bloom, but if you uh, have a re- relatively large bed and uh, you've got zinnias in all the stages of the growing, you you know you you've got you got the cut cut flowers. That, all the time and flowers for the the butterflies all the time too. Now your powder mildew 
will show up in hot temperatures or, or rainy temperatures? Rainy. I think, I think rainy. Condition. I don't have. So I know based on the emails I get and the phone conversations we get here that some people have trouble with the mildew. I haven't. I really don't have. I guess maybe in hot weather. Yeah, because because I guess my beds are in the open. Yeah, you got to go to air air drainage yeah. or air movement. And uh, actually, the Dreamland hybrid, I think one of the things that makes it desirable is it's got more resistance. Absolutely. Than the than the California Giants and absolutely and the uh, sure cactus do. that I talk about all the time. Yeah. But anyway, that's a good article, uh, and he talks about fertilization, cut back in fertilization. Let's see, when do, when do we talk about the roses? Is that uh, coming up now or September is that now? One. Right now, September 1. Okay. Labor Day. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. We're going to take a break, but uh, give us a call and uh, tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road at 930 a.m., The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. All righty, i got to tell you about a great sale happening at Millburgers right now. You're going to want to get over there literally right this second to take advantage of this. Perennials are on sale in the one-gallon container, just $3.88. They're regularly $6.99, and they're all your favorites with fresh shipments arriving daily of things like coneflower, lantana, pentas, salvia, and much, much more. You can get your favorite perennial in the one-gallon container on sale for just three eighty eight right now over at Millburgers. Millburgers now has tomatoes on sale. All your favorite fall tomatoes and the ones recommended for this area are at Millburgers right now in the four and a half inch pot or the gallon sizes. Plus you'll save on well Theralis, Duranta, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and even Gold Star Esperanza in a ready to display pot regularly twenty four ninety nine. Now just fourteen eighty eight at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four and Bull Verde Road. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Democrats and the left have run out of policies, so they're focused solely on harming and possibly impeaching President Trump. After the president's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, pleaded guilty to a number of charges, including serving as a conduit for hush money paid to what we once called two loose women, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said that Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh should not be confirmed because he might preside over an impeachment trial of the president. Clearly, Schumer does not know the Constitution. In the case of an impeachment trial, the chief justice, that would be John Roberts, presides, not an associate justice. But I doubt there will be impeachment. Democrats fear the wrath of Trump supporters in states where that support remains strong. Schumer's comments, though, provide more reasons why so many hate Washington and the media. These things do not affect most lives. Jobs, a roaring economy, a record bull market on Wall Street, stopping illegal immigration. These are what people care most about. The media and the left have lost all credibility, as evidenced by their declining ratings and newspaper circulation. I'm Cal Thomas. 
For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Are you selling or buying a home? Call Sergio Martinez at Help You Sell and save 30% on the listing of your home. What's the difference between selling a $200,000 home and a $500,000 home? Well, it's $18,000. Do you think your agent does $18,000 more work? Call Sergio Martinez, 210-693-0305 and save thousands while getting the same services. Help you sell. San Antonio's premier low-fee realtor providing you full service. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, uh, 210-308-8867 is our number, but I want to tell you a little something right about furniture now. You're going to see a lot of Labor Day sales that are going on right now, uh, coming up pretty soon for, well, for Labor Day. But how about this? Furniture Now is still having their Internet flash sale, which are the lowest prices they've done in a long, long time. So if you want the low prices that you're going to get, but you want to go now and get it, to avoid the crowds and get the best selection, uh, or even if you want to do it from the comfort of your own home, Furniture Now is the solution. These guys have been uh, in the furniture business for over 100 years. Furniture Now has uh, San Antonio tradition, San Antonio roots, San Antonio family that runs it. Uh, you'll see terrific selection, great prices, and go read the reviews. Boy, oh, boy, you can't find better reviews anywhere for Furniture Now. And uh, there are two locations inside corner of uh, Evers and 410. And Loop 410, I'm sorry, Loop 1604 on Lookout Road, right down the street from Millburgers, uh, over there by Burlington and FurnitureNow.com. But go read those reviews. The Internet loves uh, Furniture Now, and that means actually a lot of folks love because that's where the Internet loves comes from. Do they have 100-year-old furniture? They do not. Oh. I'm sorry. They, did, they sold all that. That, that was at their new store, Antiques Now, which we'll tell you about next week. But for new furniture from uh, name brands, Furniture Now is the place to go. And uh, you can go check them out, like I said, and say hi for us when you go by. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I love this picture of Mr. Moy on with the citrus on... Uh, on the, on the August uh, Millburger newsletter. So if you if you've never gotten the newsletter before, just to see that picture of Mr. Moy on the front cover, I said I love this picture of Mr. Moy on the on the front cover oh. there. <laughs> and the and the reason I'm so taken with the picture, which I took by the way, hmm. uh, the reason I'm so taken by the picture is because if if you ever tried to take pictures of Mr. Moy, oh, he 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 was not uh, he was a lot of times he was not cooperative. And to get that picture, I had to get him to climb up in the tree. <laughs> and you wouldn't let him down in his backyard. Until, oh, okay. And and smile. See how he's smiling. Uh huh. He he. Yeah, I think that's the only picture I've ever seen. Of him smiling. Wow. Uh, but anyway, uh, the citrus reminds me that uh, that uh, 
those citrus he released, those uh, orange frost and arctic frost and some of those, and bumper, bumper, uh, that he named bumper, that uh, is not as cold hardy as orange frost or whatever, but it's uh, it's the most productive uh, satsuma I've ever seen. It's a fanatical. It's has tendency to be fanatical in terms of production. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it never alternate bears, is what, what amazes me about it. Didn't you say you had one that wasn't doing one? I had one. I lost, uh, I lost it to that uh, the freeze? Uh, freeze. But, I, I mean, I didn't lose it immediately after the freeze, but I just kind of... Gradually declined. Yeah, yeah, it must have had some in, injuries on the stems and everything. And, of course, it was putting out more fruit. <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's gone. But anyway, it's gone. The, the good news is uh, we're talking to, uh, talking to the, uh, the people that are going to be producing uh, Mr. Moore's uh, citrus. And, uh, you know, we, we had said uh, when Trace got the, uh, when Milberger got the last shipment in, that uh, it'd be five years before we got any more. Well, the uh, Texas uh, Nurseman Association had a meeting here in San Antonio, and Dr. Larry Stein got to speak to the uh, to, to speak to the people that are actually growing and propagating under the rules and regulations that have come down on citrus, and uh, they say that they'll they'll have some within two years. Oh, that's good. Well, that is good. But they they they'll be grafted. They're not uh, they're not on because of, because of the rules. Uh, they can't be grown on their own own rootstock, which I was hoping to have done. So the uh, because of the problem we always get with uh, rootstock sprouts taking over the trees. People not realizing that uh, that's uh, not a not a good citrus to have. The sprout is not a good one to favor. So, uh, but anyway, uh, they're going to be grafted. So, if you those of you who are lucky enough to have uh, and and bought them from Millburgers and and whatever, have uh, orange frost and the old orange frost and the old Arctic frost. Uh, they're on their own root system, so uh, if we do if we do have an extremely cold temperature that uh, knocks the top out and they sprout from the bottom, then the ones you have will be true to type. But anyway, uh, we get get that free newsletter. That's that's Mr. Moore. We're always talking about Mr. Moore uh, and and more grande hibiscus and. And some of the other good things that he put on the market, or that we put on the market for him, and uh, you see a picture of him there on on the August edition of the Millburger Landscape Nursery, Landscape and Nursery, which is free of free free to people that you can either get it from the internet, go on the internet and uh, go on the. Uh, uh, Millburger new, uh, website and apply for it there, or you can actually see it there. Yep. 
I wonder if that's in color on the oh, I'm sure it landscape. Is. I'll double check, but I'm sure it is. Ooh, that'd be pretty in color with that orange fruit up there. Let me go. Oh, the picture? Let me see. Yeah. Let me go. I'll go look. See if that picture's on the internet. But uh, or you can get it mailed to you. Mm-hmm. I like to get a mail copy so I can. You're old school. Bring it, bring it to the radio program and talk about it. But uh, you can get it mailed to you, or you can come by and pick it up at the nursery. Mm-hmm. In any way to get it, and it's free, absolutely free. And uh, the the one the article that uh, Mr. Moore's pictured with is. Your very own backyard citrus orchard. That's that's the name of the article in there, and they quote Calvin in there. Uh, oh, yeah. That's why. That's another reason why we really Did like the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Let's we'll show you. Calvin's quote. Ooh, look at that. That's a good. See wait, wait a minute. It's, it, what? It's got a shadow on his face. Well. That they cleared up on this this picture. That's oh, they did. They, it's different than the. Yeah, yeah. See, there's no shadow on his face. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, it's just not as. Well, prominent. You, you just can't satisfy Jerry. He was saying how see exciting it? it'd be if you could see the orange color of the oranges. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that it's in color probably exacerbates the uh, the shadow. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> English major. See what far started. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. But Calvin, Calvin is quoted as saying, you can have citrus in our area as long as you choose the right variety, put it in the right place, and pay uh, a little attention to their care and maintenance requirements. Did you say all that, Calvin? Do you remember saying that? <laughs> well, I'm sure I said it over the years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hard, hard to believe I said it one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, and they've got an article about to sod or not to sod. And they've got a got an article in this about uh, water for your birds. And they got a picture of two blue jays uh, fighting it out on the water, <laughs> on the water deal. And it uh, said... Uh, Boy, this is the time if you want to oh, s- yeah. see what kind of birds you got in your... Uh, Landscape. You put the bird bath out there, and they'll be in it. <laughs> Birds don't bathe in deep water. Mm. Those, those, I, I guess they're not happy. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's yeah. That's a nice picture. Keep the level of your bird back to about two in, to about two inches or less. That's weird. Oh yeah. Two uh, inches. Two inches is pretty deep here. Two inches. Yeah, I guess so. That, that that's up to their up to the top of their legs, I guess. Do uh, birds like uh, moving water? Moving water? Absolutely. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> Add motion. Nothing. I'm, I'm mo- cheating. Nothing oh. ma- mo- makes a bird bath more alluring than moving water. I have pea gravel at home uh, and some stones that I'd like to use. What they Help me with this? No, uh, you're never supposed to put <laughs> pea gravel in there. That's not you what never, it says. You never want to put pea in your in your uh, bird bath. Okay. They'll do that themselves. Oh, okay. Uh, so, 
meant to refer to some pea gravel or stones on the bottom give birds better footing while they bathe. Well, mine dries out so fast, it doesn't have, the algae doesn't have time to grow no. on, on the bottom of the deal, so it's not that slippery. And a well-placed stick or perch near the water, but not over it, will give your birds an easy access. Keep it clean. Remove the leaves, feathers, sticks, insects, and other things that will accumulate in the water of your bird bath. Plan to scrub out your birds. No, I'm not doing that. I'll just let it dry out. Plan to scrub out your bird basin, your bath basin with a stiff, bur- stiff bristle brush and use an abrasive cleaner on hard to remove algae. I just, I just let mine dry out periodically, and the algae never has a chance to really accumulate. Yeah, you don't. The same thing happens in uh, bird feeding and in uh, especially hummingbird feeding. Uh, people uh, aren't comfortable with how easy it is and how little effort it takes to really meet the needs of the, the birds that they're targeting. And so it, it gets more complex and, you know, more more rules and uh, more more activity that you have to do to make it desirable. But I, th- I think Jerry's right. You can uh, really do a job and really attract the birds in, in a safe way uh, with a real simple system. You know, you fill it... You fill it up every day, and you pretty much got it. And it's got, a, you know, if it's that, it's a, a masonry kind of material, uh, and two inches or less, uh, they're going to use it. And they get, and they've got a good grasp on the uh, for their feet. And uh, one of, I don't know if they mentioned in there about the uh, cover. You don't want the cover right up. Where the where the cats can launch themselves, <laughs> about six feet away is uh, you know survival of the fittest. The shrub shrub six feet away it does not so, so that they can uh, <laughs> flee in case of the hawks. The hawks will go through there for sure. Mm. And uh, and then uh, that six feet away is far enough away that the they'll, they'll you generally notice the cats when they come. They're easy. They're kind of easy pickings, especially the doves when they're in the. Yeah, water. They get, they get carried away and having a good time. And <laughs> get all soggy, you know, and, and it, it all it takes them a little bit to get started flying. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they have to dry off. But you'll you'll have. Gosh, just think, uh, the blue jays, cardinals, lesser goldfinches, house finches, um, two kind of inca doves and white winged doves. English sparrows, the woodpeckers, grackles. Gosh, yeah, easy, easy for you to have ten different species. Oh yeah, and they they're funny splashing around in that water. Here's an article by Dr. Jerry Parsons. Get out of here. Clear out your garden, and prepare for the fall. In August. By Dr. Jerry Parsons. In August. Uh huh. Yeah. You haven't got my. You haven't got a color picture of me in there, have you? No. I'm sorry. We're going to have to start putting pictures in here. Yeah. I mean, if Calvin got his color picture in the newspaper, at least I ought to have it on the newsletter. Well, you had your picture of Mr. Moy. Yeah, that's true. 
Okay. Although, did they give I'm, you credit? I'm satisfied. Did, did Mark give? Oh, plant answers. Okay, a plant answers photo. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Mark. Mark gave you credit. Um, we got a question in. Said we have some large marble-looking balls all over our live oak tree. I squeezed one with pliers, and it looks like the bark on the tree. Will these kill the tree? And if so, what do I need to do about it? Forest answers. These are one, one, to the to the to the many galls that are caused by tiny insects, normally when laying their eggs. The gall then forms as a protection of the egg. These are normally not considered to be harmful to the plant. Yeah, about about uh, the main the main thing that happens a lot of times, especially galls on leaves, is those will be the first leaves that fall. In in when the when the leaves fall, and so all the leaves you see on the ground may have little galls yeah. on there. Because the, the tree is uh, learned to survive enough by uh, keeping the most efficient leaves. And, right, right. And if it has if it has trouble getting enough water for everything, the least efficient leaves are the ones that they drop. No. All right, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. This is Pastor Les Holland of Trinity Baptist Church. We're a five-generation church family, communicating and applying the life-changing message of Christ's unconditional love, helping seekers to become believers and believers to grow as disciples. Are you looking for a church family for children, youth, or adults? We have an opportunity for each and every one. We invite you to learn more about us by going to trinitybaptist.org. We look forward to connecting with you in our 100-plus ministries. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. All righty, i got to tell you about a great sale happening at Millburgers right now. You're going to want to get over there literally right this second to take advantage of this. Perennials are on sale in the one-gallon container, just $3.88. They're regularly $6.99, and they're all your favorites with fresh shipments arriving daily of things like coneflower, lantana, pentas, salvia, and much, much more. You can get your favorite perennial in the one-gallon container on sale for just three eighty eight right now over at Millburgers. Millburgers now has tomatoes on sale. All your favorite fall tomatoes and the ones recommended for this area are at Millburgers right now in the four and a half inch pot or the gallon sizes. Plus you'll save on well Theralis, Duranta, Mexican Bird of Paradise, and even Gold Star Esperanza. In a ready to display pot regularly twenty four ninety nine, now 
just $14.88 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. Is your jewelry in good repair? Do you have rings that are out of shape or with stones that are loose or missing prongs? Do you have chains or bracelets that need attention or stones that need replacing? Mark Sadaski Jewelers wants to help. Bring your jewelry to us and we'll save you 20% on the cost of the repair. We'll even give you 20% discount on diamonds up to 20 points that need to be replaced. Don't risk losing a stone or even worse, a bracelet or a neck chain. At Mark Sadaski Jewelers, we believe in preventing loss. Another common problem is our rings tend to shrink. I think it has something to do with being too close to Mexican food. We can resize your rings so they fit properly and comfortably. We do our work in-house. Your jewelry never leaves our control. Come in now and save 20% on your repair. Mark Sadowski Jewelers, a family tradition in San Antonio for 85 years on Northwest Military Highway. Call us at 210-377-1818. That's 210-377-1818. Welcome to the Marketplace Grill. What can I get for you today? Hmm, there's so much to choose from. Can't really decide. What are your specials today? Well, our best seller is a hot deal on tuition for Christian-based schools with your choice of elementary, middle, or high school. Ooh, that sounds really good. I see that special is half off the regular price? Yes, ma'am. It's our most popular item on the menu. I'll let you in on a secret. This deal is going fast, so you might want to take advantage of it now. What do you think, hon? Don't think we can really pass this up, do you? I think we should get it. It's such a great deal. We can't pass it up. We'll take the tuition special, please. Take advantage of the great deals on school tuition now before it's taken off the menu. Not only tuition, but so much more available now at the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. Johnny, order up the Marketplace tuition deal for Table 9. All the trimmings. Get them while it's hot at the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. Excuse me, miss. Does that come with sweet tea? Are you selling or buying a home? Call Sergio Martinez at Help You Sell and save 30% on the listing of your home. What's the difference between selling a $200,000 home and a $500,000 home? Well, it's $18,000. Do you think your agent does $18,000 more work? Call Sergio Martinez, 210-693-0305, and save thousands while getting the same services. Help you sell. San Antonio's premier low-fee realtor providing you full service. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, let's see. Um, all right, give us a call, be a part of the show, or come on by Millburgers. Lots of folks came out here this morning. We had about 20 uh, folks for the kids' gardening class. You can go online at millburgernursery.com and learn about upcoming classes. Actually, uh, millburgernursery.com is where you could find the newsletter, how to get it, or uh, say you wanted to see what the August one is, that you wanted to see the picture of Mr. Moy, wanted to read about them bird baths that Jerry's talking about. <laughs> well, you can uh, do so by uh, downloading the PDF version, very colorful, very pretty, uh, of the uh, newsletter. And uh, check it out at millburgernursery.com. Did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? All righty. Okay. Do we want to? Or you... okay. All right. Here you go. I'm giving you the mic. Here, give me... I'm going to slowly give you the mic. Maybe he has a tendency to get tangled up here. Yeah, here you go. And you'll be on the air. How can we help you? I've got cucumbers. I just yanked them all out because the bugs got to them. So I'm planting another crop of them, 
and they had little kind of light green bugs on the bottom of the leaf, little black specks on the top. And then when I was pulling them out, inside the stems was like a green worm. That's so two different things. To, yeah. Yeah, what can I use to keep these from dying? <laughs> this is going to be. squash that I still this have. Is, this is getting tougher and tougher because of the, as we get further into the fall. What, I guess the squash vine borers, you just would put uh, um, seven or, oh, well, we can't even get seven anymore. Uh, on the growing point, mm-hmm. uh, malathion now, spinosad, just on the growing point. The idea is to is to kill those those uh, hatching or the the, the uh, moths that are out there trying to lay their eggs. So that'll delay those borers for a while. And then under the leaves, Jerry, what? That stink. That's uh, a squash bugs. And uh, what the little spinosad do any good on those? That's about all you can use. I mean, you know that all, all that people want to use is, is something like spinosad. Okay. Yeah, and you might uh, spinosad might not be bad to, for the whole. Just uh, maybe even a couple times a week, you know, out at the growing point, and then on then a one time. On the foliage, and the idea is you're trying to allow the plant to get as long as far as it can into the into fall the before your all so your favorite ends. Of, of, uh, cucumbers. Good. And then, yeah, hot weather. Then everything just uh, hot weather, and then yeah. the, the bugs took over. Bunch of leaves that. It's just just the outline of it, and nothing in the middle. Just, yeah, yeah. I, always right give, I always give up. I, I don't try to raise them when it's this hot, but. Uh, well, I got my wife making pickles now. She got her uh-huh. mom's pickle recipes. Yeah, there you some, go. And somebody gave me a couple, uh, and they tasted perfectly good. I mean, they were not bitter or anything. Cucumbers. I, yeah, that they had harvested just lately. So I guess it's okay. I guess you can raise but them. But then when pour it's just that hot. on those squash, on the uh, squash bugs. Is to take all the old plants out and dispose of them, because it's got eggs on the bottom and the nymphs are the little ones that you're seeing on there. Yeah, but uh, dis- destroy good. the destroy the uh, habitat. In other yeah, words, they got all the cucumbers. Yeah, right. Got rid of them with the. They're basically a stink bug, them. aren't they? You yeah, the same yeah, size. And... Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Good hey, luck. Th- thank you for coming by. All right, 210-308-8867, or come by like this nice gentleman and ask your gardening question in person. 210-308-8867. Let's see. All righty. Uh, oh, Beth is on the line. Let's talk to Beth real quick. Okay. okay. Yes. Yes. What's going on, Beth? It's Beth. I, you were talking about the live oaks a while ago, and <clears throat> I kind of got the tail end of the conversation. Something about maybe those little gall on the leaves would be what would be causing the live oak leaves to fall. I, I'm wondering because our big live oaks are losing their leaves sort of like they do in late February, early March, you know, where their traditional time they had shed. I mean, it's it really coming down. And I'm wondering if it's just because of the moist, lack of moisture 
we have a, a sycamore tree, gorgeous, beautiful white thing that's over 40 years old growing in shallow soil. And traditionally in July, it lose, loses about a third of its beads. I mean, I know that throughout the years, but this year it lost over half. I mean, that's how dry. And I, I am amazed at nature's moisture meter, you know, that tells <laughs> these trees what to do. But yeah. now, with, with the live oaks falling, of course, that reduces amount, the amount of shade you have. You know, yes. Really, really makes a difference. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, now, think, if it's the galls causing that, when the the leaves fall off, if you look at the leaves, you'll see the little swellings on the bottom of the leaves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know look what like they little, are. Little, little BBs. Yeah. I, think, I, I think you're not alone. I think that... Uh, Everybody, and you can kind of tell how much soil people have, and how extensive the root systems are too on on those, those trees. Right. Because if they're yeah, if they're shallow, rockier soils, they're dropping more leaves than they are on the deeper soils. But right. Well, it's been interesting to me throughout the years. And another thing I know, in the past, y'all have talked about root sprouts around live oaks. And one little mot that I have here, I had a broken round flower pot that years ago, months, I had turned it, just turned them upside down and forgot about them. And so yesterday I picked one of them up and the root sprouts were trying to grow and so they filled that half, broken half, with root sprout stems. I mean, it was like you would see fern roots, you know, in a fern that died. But both I love of those, those. I love those root sprouts. Well, these they're, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. Two just ignore them. He likes cockroaches too. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But it was interesting to me to see that those little sprouts wanted to grow, so they were growing with no light and just a little bit of moisture to fill up that half a circle pot. Both of them. I mean, yeah. really, it just shows you how things want to do what they want to do. Yeah, well, they're they're taking their nutrients and and they've nutrition got, from the the mother plant. Yeah, the they've got they've got the more roots. support than you think. There. Yeah, they've and got sycam- a big support system. Sycamore roots. We have a, a shallow ground level fish pond here in the front yeah. yard, and the, the overflow used to go to the north. But over the years, the roots under that concrete pond have lifted the pond up on the north side so that the overflow is on the south side. I mean, that's tree roots lifting it up. Yeah, right. Hooray for trees. Uh, (laughs) We can't can't live without them, and we can't have trouble living with them sometimes. Well, we love our trees here, and I have have an escarpment black cherry that was given to me many years ago in the 70s. Late 70s, it came from Canyon Lake, and it's about 40 feet tall. And it's wow. really beautiful. And when I have anybody to work here around the yard, I let them know, don't mess with that tree. Because yeah. that's, I don't think you would find another one like that this side of Frederick Park, I'll say. So. Yeah, does, does it have uh, fruit on it? It blooms real well, but it doesn't have a lot of fruit. Now, this is yeah. a cherry, escarpment black cherry. Right, right, and right. The, the fruit are not much bigger than an English pea. Yeah, I, would, I was thinking that uh, the, the good bird feed a lot of the... Well, uh, well if, 
the birds may get the few ones. I very seldom see them, you know, fruit on them. But anyway, it's my pride and joy. So one of my prides and joys. I, the, I wonder if there's male and female ascarbus. I don't think here. so. I don't. I don't. I, I would guess not, but I don't know for sure either. But they're in but the it's, rose uh, family. How tall you say? It's forty feet tall, or did you yes, say forty it's years? About, it's about forty feet tall. Wow! And it's growing in shallow soil. And an interesting thing: a water line from the house down about um, fifty feet sprung a leak, and it's about five feet from that cherry tree. So that has helped it survive all these years. If I turn the cut the turn the water on up here at the house so it can water way down there, that cherry tree gets to seep from that leak. And so oh, this yeah. year I thought, well, I'm I'm going to go ahead and let them have it fixed. And then I thought, no, if I do, that tree would die. And so you're put, you're putting up with an. Nasty letters from saws for, well, for the I, sake of your, chair, your well, cherry tree. <laughs> I hate to say it on the air, but we have our, I'm on my own well. There you go. Okay, so, good girl. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but it's okay. Wonderful. Okay, thanks. thank you for, let me just. Thanks for the information, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Uh-huh. You take yeah. care. Stay Enjoy cool. program. Bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867. Did you have a question? Oh, you're going to the restroom. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't go to the restroom around here, huh? Yeah, I have to ask a question first, otherwise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be really quick questions. Yeah, the question can just be, where is the restroom? Yes, okay. sir. Yeah, yes or no answers. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. Got a question in, said, how do you eliminate webworms on a pecan tree? I don't think the webworms are uh, that bad this year. They weren't bad, no, not at all. Um, uh, a lot uh, of the small pecans are falling off the trees, but yeah, I, uh, I didn't they, see they, sh- they shed during uh, during the uh, water stage. I think they I think they're just entering the water stage, or just at the end of the water stage. And uh, it's, uh, one of one of the uh, listeners, or readers. Uh, Sent in an email saying that uh, that the uh, squirrels were then they never noticed before the squirrels were eating or breaking open those small pecans. Yeah, drinking the water. Yeah, and they were, and I looked at mine and, and they definitely were all uh, opened up. I I never noticed that before either. Yeah. Until they got bigger, I didn't know they wasted their time on the little ones. <laughs> Moisture mostly, you think? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, any anyway, uh, the the any anything that e- either a lack of moisture or or stink bug damage or anything while while the nuts are in the, in the water stage uh, will cause those nuts to fall off. Some of those nuts to fall off. Now that's not. A lot of times, that's not a, a problem because uh, yeah. you got you got too many pecans on the tree anyway, and they need to be thin. Anyway, the webworms on the trees, if you can catch, if you can reach the webs, the easiest solution is cut them out and send the web and all to the landfill. If you cannot reach them with a spray, uh, you can spray the foliage with a tree with an insecticide that will kill the critters when they eat. This, uh, this is a problem if the webs are out of reach of your sprayer. 
Also, if you got webworms, and you have to see this to believe it, just uh, if you got if you can get a long stick or pole, Cane tear pole. the tear that web open. Yeah, if you're blessed with uh, bamboo grove in your there you go, there you go. Then to tear that web open and the wasp will go in there and, and take and remember care of the web Remember a few years back when we were really into that and uh, everybody was doing that and then we'd get the phone calls. You're absolutely right. They're here already. Yeah, they're just t- taking those body, those wet worms with them. You know? Yeah, they're, they're, they're carnivorous, uh, the wasp are. And so they Makes you appreciate. It makes you less likely to... Take down the the nest around your house, yeah. or do like. Of course, I don't think I'd ever get to the way Malcolm was, and yeah, that's have them a, everywhere. That that let the wasp eat the webworms is a, is another Malcolm Beck uh, gift that he left us all uh, uh, to to get rid of the webworms. And uh, like you say, that that you 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 can't believe how fast they find those those torn torn nests and go in there and get those webworms but anyway we're and it's hard pretty, to believe how vulnerable the worms become if you disrupt the nest yeah you know just opening that up so that they can get access and i think it was mentioned the weather the weather and the wasps will get access to them birds will get access to them too uh, so that, it ma- makes a it's a major impact if you can just mess with those nests. A lot sometimes it's a lot easier than trying to spray. Yeah. And nowadays, and it's just too hard to spray in the city. Uh, speaking of Malcolm Beck, uh, the Texas Gardener magazine is is doing a, a real nice article on, oh. uh, on Malcolm Beck in, in this next issue coming out. And uh, we might we might get the guy on the ra- on the radio to talk about uh, the Texas Gardener magazine is under new new ownership now. Okay. And so uh, Milton's working working around to get the uh, reached out to new him. owners. And uh, I talked to him the other day, and uh, they're oh. working on that that article. Cool. Okay. So that, that another honor for uh, Malcolm Beck. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Well, I should, I should, I should have had a picture of him with a, <laughs> by by a, a web because that was a significant uh, uh, discovery by Malcolm, who who watched nature all the time and mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, passed along the to those of us who don't don't particularly watch the uh, specifics of nature. Uh, a uh, how to control those webworms with a wasp. No, that was uh, one of the most interesting things. It's sort of like one of these uh, dumb moments when he was up here uh, visiting with us, and we were asking him kind of like where this all started and how he getting. I just watched nature. Yeah. I saw what nature did in the winter, and I thought, well, you know what? Let's see if we can't do it. And so, yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, when I when I first saw that, I've got pictures on plantanswers dot com in the uh, questions with photos. Okay. Section. If you want to actually see the wasp, 
going in there and getting a worm. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today, but thanks to uh, everybody that was listening and being a part of the show. You know what? We're back here tomorrow, so if you got some questions, write them down and, and join us tomorrow for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. On behalf of the docs, thanks to Al doing a great job, and uh, uh, we appreciate that. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. See you tomorrow on 930 AM, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.